Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food, peanut butter and jelly edition. Hey. First, see if this sounds yummy or yucky. Culver's just introduced the PBB&J Pub Burger. It features a fresh beef patty, bacon, peanut butter, jelly, and a Wisconsin cheese on a soft pretzel bun. Well, I gave up red meat for Lent, so that sounds <laughs> awesome right now. <laughs> You're like, bring it. Anything. I don't care what's just on as that long as, as, as long as there's has meat. cow in it, I'm good. <laughs> Second, Baskin Robbins just unveiled a new flavor, PB&J ice cream. It's their April flavor of the month with smooth peanut butter ice cream and sticky and sweet grape jelly swirls smeared into brown butter flavored ice cream. And finally, in the world of food, peanut butter and jelly edition, Hollywood's Casino Rock Bar has a new menu item. It's fried PB&Js, mm. peanut butter and blueberry mm. jam that's fried and topped with whipped cream. Mm. That, that does sound good. It, does. Sounds, it sounds like, like a, a good, great breakfast. I was, that's what I was yeah, going to say. It sounds like coffee. a breakfast item. Oh. Okay, you ready to be inspired? Coming up, check out what this little boy did to raise money for people in need. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Are you ready to be inspired? Check out what this little boy did to raise money for people in need. Max lives in Britain, and he was 10 years old when he created his Boy in a Tent project to raise money for the local hospice that took care of his neighbor Rick when he had cancer. Well, Max is now 13, and he spent every night in a tent in his backyard for the past Three years. What? Every night. Rain, (laughs) shine, no matter what the weather was like. He's not only in the Guinness Book of World Records, but he raised $860,000 for the hospice. (laughs) Wow. What a guy. Go, Max. That is really cool. So, Kev, um, you know how you love to tell dad jokes. Oh, yeah. I I can't believe I have to say this out loud. But I have new appreciation of why you tell so many dad jokes. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. Because I'm longing for my kids' attention and approval. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to admit this out loud, but I finally have some empathy and some understanding of my co-host, Kevin Avery, Mm -hmm. and why he tells so many dad jokes. And here's what happened. I spontaneously found myself in a situation where I was on a road trip with two little boys, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And my friend was driving. And let's just say little boys are rambunctious. (laughs) You think? They often fight with each other when they're only three years apart. And I Googled, I Googled best jokes for kids on my phone. <laughs> and I not, I wasn't just telling the jokes. I would make them try to guess the punchline. So I started with, why did the chicken cross the playground? Why did the chicken cross the playground? Why? To get to the other slide. Ah. Get it? But um bump. What did the duck say after she bought chapstick? Oh. Put it on my bill. Yes. <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle? Fake an impasta. Yes. So you can't mess with the king. I I turned into a dad joke telling person yesterday, and I, I was like, "Who am I? Why is this happening to me?" All they did was shove me in a car with an eight year old and a five year old. It's fun and I'm though, isn't it? Turning into this person. Tell me you didn't enjoy yourself. It was actually really it fun. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being the one that's telling the jokes is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate it when people get them though. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think I feel threatened by you doing these uh, dad jokes, but I, I do feel like you're kind of getting out of your lane. Well, I, hey, I was desperate. <laughs> On a road trip with an eight-year-old boy and a five-year-old boy that are brothers that are used to pressing each other's buttons and uh-huh. annoying each other. Anything, so, anything to distract and yes, disable. Yeah, Absolutely. so my phone came out. I wasn't driving, by the way. My friend was driving. And so I asked the boys way in the back seat in their car seats, what kind of dog does a magician have? Kind of dog? Does, hold on, a dog does a magician have? He has a what? A labracadabrador. <laughs> I'm stealing that. What that do what do cats eat for breakfast? Cats eat for breakfast. What? Mice Krispies. <laughs> and uh, I'll leave you with this one. Why did the pony get sent to his room? Because he was horsing around. Yes, <laughs> I got it. Ah, I'm one job. for three. <laughs> If it was baseball, I'd be doing great. I'd be a 300 hitter. <laughs> yeah. I remember ever since I was a little kid, Taylor, my mom would always emphasize Christmas is nice, but Holy Week, that's the big holiday that you really want to remember oh, yeah. on the church calendar. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that along with Holy Week, complimenting it this year is the He Gets Us campaign. Yeah, it's a nationwide campaign all about raising the respect and relevance of Jesus. And millions of Americans are discovering the life-changing impact of Jesus. Now, if you've seen these spots, I know you're probably a big fan of them. And if you'd like to get more involved, you can become a He Gets Us fan. Join the fan community. Yeah, I did it. It's so easy to do. I just got on my smartphone, texted the word fans to 70193, and I got a response immediately. And pretty soon I'm going to start receiving prayer plans and reading plans and other tools to help me on my faith journey. Why don't you join the fan community, too, of He Gets Us? Simply text fans to 70193. So it's so interesting to me how people choose baby names And apparently the popularity of baby names comes around every 100 years. No kidding. So wait till you hear what's happening with baby names. I'll tell you next. So I had no idea, but apparently the popularity of baby baby names has a 100-year cycle. Okay. So baby names from the Roaring Twenties are coming back. (laughs) And so I had to look it up. I was curious. So uh, boy names that were so popular back then in the 20s. This is my son, Franklin Delano. (laughs) (laughs) Was uh, Robert, John, James, William, and Charles. And then baby girl names. It's so funny. The ones from the Roaring 20s one of them is my mother-in-law's name, and one of them is your mother-in-law's name. No kidding. So Mary, Dorothy, that's my mother-in-law, Helen, Betty, Margaret, and you ready for this? Doris. Coming back in <laughs> popularity. Coming back, baby. So we know it's one of your granddaughters. <laughs> when you have a grandchild, maybe named Doris. Yeah. You know, I think that men and women experience relationships differently. I'm, t- I'm talking about like you're in the relationship together and the guy thinks everything's going great. The lady's like, mm, maybe not so much. Let, let's talk about how we can experience the same relationship very differently next. We're talking about relationships and how men and women can be in the same relationship and experience it very, very differently. And uh, Taylor, you were there during this conversation. We uh, met a couple the other night and they were out on a on a date night. We were at a station event and uh, the... Uh, you know, Taylor, I think you even said to the guy, ooh, date night. Yeah. And he responded very confidently, well, for us, every night is date night. And his wife went, 
Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what hilarious. she said. The eye roll accompanying it was priceless because he was sincere. Oh, he yeah. meant it. He thought, he I am bringing it every night. Yeah. I'm bringing it. It is date night every night. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know. And then he went on to... <laughs> I said, well, you got to understand that women at home it represents a lot of work. We got to cook. We got to do the dishes, clean up. He goes, oh, I do the dishes every night. And I was like, good for you. That's awesome. But she her, was she was having response, none of it. Her response. <laughs> her was, face. I wish we would have had video going because it was one of those moments where you're just like. Poor she goes, guy, his right, ego. He's like, yeah, every night's date night. And she's like, no, it ain't. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did love about that couple, but we were talking about a couple that we met. The guy, um, Taylor said, oh, you're out on a date night. And the guy goes, every night's date night for us. And the wife was like, not agreeing. We're <laughs> not agreeing with that. Here's what I love, particularly about him, is letter number A, he was so in love with his wife. Yeah, it was very evident. And number two, you could tell, like, he is all about her. Yeah. That is it. That is like his purpose is her. It was very sweet to see. Yes. Yes. You know it was the confidence that got him to woo her and win her to begin with. Think so? Oh, he had to have a lot of it because she was not easily impressed. <laughs> he had to have the chutzpah to keep on going when she, when she was like, meh. <laughs> it's fun to play pranks on people, but the problem is... You've got the backlash, the aftermath, the <laughs> when are they going to get me back? And you're like looking around every corner waiting for it <laughs> with this horrible sense of dread. And that is exactly what life is like for my niece and her dad. They, Her dad started pranking her and she's like, well, two can play at that game. So she started planking him back, pranking him back. Yeah. Well, way back um, a couple months ago, I heard about this all-out war that they have going. I mean, I'm talking crazy stuff, like moving coffee pods so that, you know, you make water instead in your cup and like, what happened? (laughs) So I popped on Amazon and I bought my niece an entire like 500 500 bag of googly eyes. Okay. <laughs> and I keep asking her, like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? She's like, nope. She waited until April 1st. And while her dad was out walking the dog, she put googly eyes on everything. His <laughs> coffee mug, his shoes, his underwears, his CPAP machine. There are googly eyes everywhere. Well, I was like giggling. And I was feeling so proud. And I was like, that was my doing. I'm so happy. But right before I went to bed on April 1st, mm-hmm. Retaliation had begun. And I guess the googly eyes were holding their stickiness. And so my brother in law was able to reuse them all. <laughs> Including, this is pretty clever. He took an empty gallon jug and put googly eyes on it and put it in the toilet. <laughs> Good one. Do you have any friends that no matter when you get together or what you try to do, Chaos will ensue and things will go wrong. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We've had that happen, trying to get together with a buddy of ours. Not once, not twice, but three times things have gone wrong. Tell you what's happening next. So you ever have those uh, situations with friends where it seems like every time you get together, something goes wrong? Yes, (laughs) but usually you can laugh about it at least. Yeah. Oh, it's become comical with us. I think I shared with you guys, we we have uh, season tickets to our favorite sports team. 
And we've sat around the same people for years now, for sixth or seventh season. So anyhow, the guy that sits to our left, Mark, we've been trying to get together with him uh, before the games. I was like, hey, why don't we tailgate before uh, before one of the games? So Tracy was like, I don't feel like cooking. I don't feel like doing anything over the top. Let's just go get some get some food at the grocery store. So we got that pre-already like fried chicken mm-hmm. out of their little refrigerator section and we drove directly to the game from the grocery store with some chips and other stuff uh the chicken was frozen in the middle (laughs) and although the forecast said it was going to be sunny in 70 it did not get out of the 50s so we sat there frozen for an hour eating eating frozen frozen chicken okay (laughs) then there was an away game so we said hey why don't you meet us at this pub and we'll watch the game together Mm -hmm. great Moments before the game's about to start, I asked the waitress, could you put the United game on? She's like, oh, all those the soccer games are on Apple TV. We don't get that here. Oh, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, our buddy's driving from like an hour away uh. to meet us at this place. And Tracy goes, you got to call him. I said, no, I'm going to find somewhere else that has the game first, and then I'll call him and tell meet, him. Meet him there. Yeah, yeah. meet us there. And then right when he walked in, the waitress came around. She goes, good news. We got it. Oh, yeah. It's on. So, whew. That one wasn't too bad. Well, no. Then our favorite team went on to lose six to one. <laughs> Worst <laughs> defeat in team history. Ouch. Then we tried to get together a game the other day. How could we have known that for the one hour while we were together, that was it, we were going to have gale force winds. <laughs> I looked at my weather app and it was just that one hour. Beforehand, it was like 10 mile per hour winds. For one hour that we were tailgating, it was 30 mile an hour wind gusts. Wow. And then it went away after we were done tailgating. It was so windy. I had I opened the back of our SUV mm-hmm. and I had a bag of chips inside the SUV. The wind was so strong, it created a vortex, lifted the bag of chips out of, and it flew away. You had a wisp tornado. I watched my bag of chips just like float away (laughs) and fly ever. It was actually kind of beautiful. (laughs) That's what I need if I'm ever going to lose weight. I need a vortex (laughs) to whisk the snacks away. We sat there there, all of us acknowledging that we are like the schlep rocks of tailgating. We're hoping as it gets warmer and the summer gets better, things will get better. Okay, I went my whole life thinking that I was not superstitious. And now I realized I think I am. (laughs) I'll tell you what I did in just a minute. If you would have asked me a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, hey, Taylor, are you superstitious? I would have gone, nah, Mm -mm. not at all. But now I think I am. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all changed. (laughs) So here's what happened. The stars were aligning exactly properly that um, it was the afternoon of Palm Sunday. My husband was very busy with something else. It was a gorgeous day. And he encouraged me, why don't you go ahead, take my car, take your bike, go mountain biking. This trail is open. Okay. And I went, nope. Not going to do it. He's like, why? I go, because a year ago, the afternoon of Palm Sunday, on a beautiful day, when you were busy, I went mountain biking by myself at that exact trail, and that's where I broke my wrist. (laughs) Climbing. I wasn't even descending. I was climbing. And I don't know what it was, but something in me, I just couldn't. It's already taken me nerves of steel to get back into mountain biking, and I'm so proud of myself for overcoming my fear and the PTSD. But you drew the line there. But I drew the line there. I'm like, no, I'm not replicating that scenario. Even though when I broke my wrist last year, it was 
it was um, April 9th. It was mm. a totally different date, but <laughs> it was Palm Sunday. So will you and on April 9th not go mountain biking again? Correct, sir. She I will double. not. Double. Wow. Yeah, I can't do it. And so I, you know what's wild? I still have not been back to the scene of the crime yet. Mm, too I traumatic. Need to, too, yeah, so far I just haven't gotten there yet. Cyclists are a superstitious bunch. I don't know if really? you know this, but in pro cycling, um, when there's a race, everybody gets a number. You put the number on your back. If you get the number 13, people will put it upside down. Ah, no one wears the number 13 right side up. They put it upside down. Okay. They're very, very superstitious lot. Yeah. So. I don't share those superstitions. If I had 13, I'd put it on right side. I never up. thought I was superstitious until this until whole now. break my wrist thing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to stick to trail running today. It's <laughs> fine by me. <laughs> All right. Well, what we can say is superstitious or not, you didn't break your wrist. <laughs> nope. Had a great day. Taylor was talking about superstitions earlier, and, and you never thought of yourself as superstitious. Never. But now you do. You know, uh, who some of the most superstitious people on the planet are? Baseball players. Uh, Baseball yes, I have heard that. Is full of superstitions, and it cr- it knows no boundaries. Everybody in baseball has a superstition. Uh, grew up watching uh, my favorite major league team in Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. Their first baseman, when he was throwing uh, warm ups, like you know, the first baseman will throw ground balls to the second baseman, then the shortstop, then the third baseman. Mm-hmm. He would always try to hit second base. Like, that was one of his superstitions. Hmm. Another superstition is he would throw the ball back into the dugout at the change of the innings, and it had to bounce once. Ooh. And he also, a lot of baseball Don't players... Don't you dare try catching it. Yeah, a lot of baseball players have this superstition. They uh, they won't step on the first or third baseline when entering the field. Huh. They step over. Watch watch next time That's you go to so a game cool. I had no and idea. see how many players refuse to step only when they're going on or off the field. Like, during okay. the game, they might step on it. But entering and exiting the field, they won't won't step okay. on the line. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Base- That's fascinating. I think baseball is probably the most superstitious of of all all sports. Those those guys are just wing nutty with it. What's the craziest thing you've done just to bring joy to the people around you and make them laugh? Well, check out what Tamara did. She and her fiance were on a flight from Austin to California when a flight attendant asked her, "Hey, come come with me to the back." They decked her out in a makeshift bridal gown made out of toilet paper. <laughs> you know, like the ones you make at bride, bridal shower games. Uh, she walked down the aisle of the airplane like that, and they held a mock wedding on the flight. The whole airplane <laughs> erupted in applause, and everybody loved this special moment. That's cool. Hey, do you and your kids love dinosaurs? Coming up, warning the T-Rex may have a tarnished image after you hear about this. <laughs> Hey, do you and your kids love dinosaurs? Maybe seen all the Jurassic Park movies? Warning, the T-Rex may have a tarnished image after you hear about this. He may not have been as ferocious as we thought. Mm. The teeth on the T-Rex and other big theropods were likely covered by scaly lips. So the dinosaur's teeth didn't stick out when its mouth was closed. And even in a wide open bite... You might just see the tips of the teeth. <laughs> it's so funny to think of the movie Jurassic Park and picture the T-Rex like stomping like the dun, dun, dun. And then he gets there and he's got like these big kissy lips like, I'm going to And instead of a now. ferocious growl, it's like meow. <laughs> <laughs> or 
hi, what's your name? <laughs> I'm going to have to redo the whole I'm movie. I'm Rex, what's your name? <laughs> Wasn't that the, the dinosaur in uh, Toy Story, right? Yeah. Wasn't he really kind of frightened of everything? Yes. And he, he was totally against character. Ever been fed up with your child's behavior at school? Coming up, check out this mom's solution. Have you ever been fed up with your child's behavior at school? Check out this mom's solution. Alice's youngest son kept clowning around at school. So she kept sending, e- she kept getting emails from teachers about how his disruptive behavior was and how he would misbehave to show off to his classmates. Uh, she was tired of him clowning around. So she showed up at school dressed as a clown to show him that she should clown around too. <laughs> Her son, of course, was mortified. And she said he started acting like he was an honor roll student all of a sudden. (laughs) What's wild is she really wanted to teach him a lesson. So she stayed all day long and documented it with pictures on social media. Wow. She said the intervention worked and his behavior (laughs) has improved immensely since. I love that she calls it an intervention. That's great. (laughs) Are you or someone you know struggling with depression and you feel like there's no solution? Kev, you are going to love this story. I've been dying to tell you this. Um, there's That was the situation for a guy named Zach Cross. In May of 2020, so the heart of the pandemic, okay. Zach was so depressed and he had gained some weight. He was close to 400 pounds and he decided to try hiking to the top of Stowe Mountain in Georgia. First time, it took him 80 minutes to go one mile. Now, fast forward to today, Zach can scale the whole mountain in 20 minutes. No kidding. He's no longer depressed, and he's lost 200 pounds. He's hiked the mountain nearly every day for three years. And his next goal is he's going to hike the Appalachian Trail. It can get pretty dicey at the top there. It's pretty much straight up, really steep, but that's the best part of the workout. You kind of lay it all on the line there at the end. It's really made me who I am today, and I'm the happiest I've ever been. Wow. Happiest he's ever... He went from depressed... Hmm. To the happiest he's ever been. And it all started with, I'm going to try to climb this mountain. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm going to climb it. He should he should start like a program, get other people to do it too. Yeah. Call it like, tell depression to take a hike. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs>